Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Watchdog's Bark. My name is Drew. I am your host, and I consider myself a watchdog. <laughs> All right, this is episode 68. Whoa, isn't it great? Or how do we rate? Or what did I eat? <laughs> what was it that we ate? <laughs> this is episode 68. All right, hey, this episode, I'm going to be talking about the connection between our government, our medicines, and our food. And yes, my friends, they do all work together. We allow things in our food here in the United States that are banned in many other parts of the world. Why is that? Well, it's because our government and big pharma and big food all are working together to make money. That's it. You know, I, I hear these people talking about the dangers of capitalism. There is one danger to capitalism, and that is when you put profit over everything else, including public safety, that is a problem. And that is what's happening today. So there are regulations that are necessary, but you know what the best regulation is? Read the ingredients. If you can't pronounce some of the ingredients in the ingredient list, don't buy that, uh, that product. Let me give you an example. Here is a very popular item sold all over the U.S., and this is the ingredients list for this product here in this country. Potatoes, vegetable oil, canola oil, corn oil, soybean oil, hydrogenated soybean oil, natural beef flavor dextrose, sodium acid, pyrophosphate, salt, fried in a vegetable oil blend with citric acid and dimethylpolysoluxane. <laughs> Whatever that last word is. It gets so long, I can't even pronounce it. All right, so this is a very popular item sold all over the U.S. This is the same item and the ingredients that are in it in the U.K., See if you can tell the difference. Potatoes, vegetable oil, sunflower or rapeseed, dextrose, fried in non-hydrogenated vegetable oil, salt is added after cooking. Can you guess what product this is? These are McDonald's french fries. Here in the U.S., they still allow these insane ingredients that many have been proven to be carcinogenic. That means causing cancer, by the way, just to let you know. You see, our government and the FDA and the CDC and all of these regulatory agencies are more interested in profit than providing a product that's safe for consumption. Oh, and by the way, I don't eat McDonald's products at all, much less. There's many fast food chains I won't even go into anymore because their products aren't real. They're not real food. They're all additives and preservatives so that they can transport easier and they fry up easier and they look better and different things. But it's not the original product anymore. It's all fillers. So I don't eat a lot of fast food anymore, and I haven't eaten in McDonald's specifically for probably about 10 years more, maybe 15, 
because uh, there was a friend of mine who has a plexiglass box on the top of his reception desk for his business. That's all I'm going to say, his business. And inside that box is a Big Mac, quarter pounder, large fry, and a Coke. And they still look. This is six years, by the way. Six years they've been in that box. Not one product in that box looks deteriorated at all. It all looks like it just came off the assembly line. No mold, no mildew, no deterioration, no degradation, no breaking down of the contents, nothing. They all look exactly the same. It was at that point that I said, you know, I don't think I'm going to eat there anymore. (laughs) So I encourage all of you to look at the ingredients. There are certain ingredients that are allowed here in the U.S. that are not allowed anywhere else in the world. And that's because many of them have been classified carcinogens. They cause cancer and cause all kinds of problems, but they're less expensive to use than the original. This country seems to want to also go to this lab-produced meat that Bill Gates is very, very invested in with this lab-grown meat. And now it's proven the lab-grown meat actually is worse for the environment than the original products, the beef products from cows. Okay, so look for these products in the products you buy. Look for these ingredients, rather, in in the products you buy and avoid them. All right, I've already told you to avoid aspartame and high fructose corn syrup. Those two products your body does not process. So it sticks it straight to fat. So all of these artificial sugars and sweeteners and chemical enhancers and all that, they're worse for you than the original product. All right, one thing that we use here in the U.S. that they do not use anywhere else in the country or in the world is dough conditioners. Dough conditioners such as potassium bromate and azodicarbonamide (laughs) are chemicals used to improve the strength and texture of dough and make it easier to mal, what do you call it, mold and makes the breads look different, but they are possible carcinogens. And exposure to them has caused problems with asthma and difficulty with uh, other breathing um, issues that people have. So potassium bromate is banned in China, India, Brazil, the European Union, and Canada. And azodicarbonamide (laughs) is banned in Australia and Europe. Because they care about the health of their citizens. Our big pharma, government, and big food only care about profit. And when you can make things look more tasty and make things enhanced, the the ingredients and, and the taste enhanced chemically, that will make people buy more. So that's why they still allow these harmful chemicals in the U.S. 
Another ingredient that we allow in the U.S. that is banned elsewhere in the world, brominated vegetable oil, or BVO. Uh, this was originally patented to be a chemi- by chemical companies to be a flame retardant. But it's now found in certain colorful sports drinks and citrus-flavored sodas to make them more bright-colored. And studies have shown that BVO is definitely not harmless. It actually accumulates in the human tissue as well as breast milk and can cause memory loss over time. Hmm, we have a real problem in our country with memory loss and Alzheimer's and um, dementia. Huh, weird. Maybe they could be uh, related. The number three banned ingredient is propylparaben. I hope I'm pronouncing these correctly. Propylparaben is used as a preservative in tortillas, muffins, trail mix, pies, sausages, rolls, and many other things. Now, research has found that it can affect sex hormones and sperm counts. Huh, gee, all these people declaring themselves non-binary and all the TV ads we see on TV about ED. Hmm, I wonder if these are connected. Perhaps. Also, a lot of exposure to parabens may be linked to breast cancer. So propylparaben has been banned all over Europe, but it's still legal to use in the U.S. Wonder why. All right, number four, the ingredients called BHA and BHT. And I don't know what all these spell out for, but just look BHA and BHT in your ingredients list. And this is used a lot in cereals, dry foods, and dehydrated foods to preserve them and increase their shelf life. All these things to preserve and make them last longer so you'll buy more. But these are also shown to be possible carcinogens and endocrine disruptors, meaning they can alter normal function of your hormones and lead to disease. Weird, huh? Okay, this one should be pretty much common knowledge that synthetic food dyes, number five, synthetic food dyes are all horrible for you. Like blue number two and yellow number five and red 40. These enhance the color of our foods to make them more appealing. But these are chemical dyes. They are mostly found in juices, sports drinks, and sodas, candies, and glazes for all baked goods and sweets. They're even in silly things like mustard and ketchup, and they're in some salmon to make it more pink, and mustard to make it brighter yellow, and even some pickles to get just that perfect shade of yellowish green. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, and also can be found in maraschino cherries. Do you ever wonder why maraschino cherries seem so red compared to real cherries, like bright, bright, bright red? That's because they're adding food dyes to those. Some of the side effects that have been caused by synthetic dyes 
uh, are increased conditions like tumors and hyperactivity in children. Hmm. Do you wonder why you have a hyperactive child? Could be you're giving your child too many bright colored things that have been artificially enhanced by chemical food dyes. All right, the big one is number six, GMOs. Those are genetically modified organisms. And they started being introduced about in the 80s, and they've become controversial, but still widespread. And they're still used uh, soy, sugar beets, corn, canola, cotton, alfalfa, all are genetically modified crops. And many European countries have now banned or regulated them due to public safety concerns. Are we doing that in the U.S.? No. These things are more profitable. And one of the most common side effects of GMOs are genetic manipulation. All right. And this was to make the crops resistant to herbicides. You know, and, and the chemicals they had to spray all over the, the crops to prevent the, the insects from getting them. And one of the most common herbicides is glyphosate or glyphosate, glyphosate. Okay, we'll say that. And you'll see all these TV commercials for the possible cancer that's caused by a popular ingredient in a weed killer called Roundup. Have you seen those commercials? Well, glyphosate or glyphosate, glyphosate is what is causing cancer in people. And they still use it in this country, genetically modified organism. And the most deadly is glyphosate. As of June, 2019, these countries have banned the use of glyphosate. Are you ready for this? Argentina, Australia, Austria, Belgium, Brazil, Canada, Colombia, Czech Republic, Denmark, El Salvador, France, Germany, Greece, India, Italy, Luxembourg, Malta, ne Netherlands, New Zealand, Portugal, Scotland, Slovenia, Spain, Sri Lanka, Sweden, Switzerland, Thailand, and the United Kingdom. If all of these other countries have banned glyphosate, why hasn't the United States? Oh, I know. It's because it, it's, it's more profitable because they can now grow crops that are resistant to the herbicides. So they can spray your crops with as much weed killer and herbicides as they need to to prevent the insects from partially eating the crops so that there is more to sell. Isn't that great? All right, banned ingredient number seven, roxerzone. Roxerzone is arsenic-based. Arsenic, you know, arsenic, the poison that kills. Yeah, arsenic-based, roxerzone. All right, it's routinely used in chicken in the U.S., now, oh, that, that, I'm sorry, it was until 2011. Then Pfizer decided to stop selling it. However, there's no actual ban on the use of raising chickens and putting that Roxarzone in 
their food. And what does Roxarzone do? It makes a more pleasant pink coloring to raw chicken meat. So when people see the, the raw chicken and they see that nice pink color, that's probably artificially enhanced by an arsenic-based drug called Roxarzone. Be aware of that. All right, the next one, number eight, Roctopop... <laughs> Ractopamine. Ractopamine. Okay. Uh, Ractopamine is a muscle enhancer for pigs and cows and turkeys. So their muscles get bigger and there's more meat to sell. But one of the real down problem or downfalls of this is it has been linked to reproductive and cardiovascular damage in humans, as well as chromosomal behavioral changes. Gosh, chromosomal behavioral changes. You mean like someone who's born a boy and decides that they're a girl and needs hormones to differ, to change because their body isn't putting out the right hormones? Huh. All of this insanity going on right now could be due to the foods you're eating and the chemicals that are still allowed to be put into our food here in the U.S. All right, number nine, herbicides, insecticides, and fungicides. Oh, we've go, we'll go back to the, uh, the use of Roxarzone for that. You know, they still allow the crop dusters and the, you know, the, the weed killer roundup and all that stuff is still used all on all these crops. Because they've developed these GMOs that are resistant to the herbicides, insecticides. So they spray them liberally so that the insects won't eat part of their crops and take part of their money away. So these herbicides and insecticides are extremely dangerous and have been banned. 72 of these herbicides and insecticides and fungicides have been banned in Europe. But they're all still allowed in the U.S. 374 active ingredients are allowed in the U.S. And the last one, well, no, not the last one. The second to last one is Olestra. Olestra or Olean is a cholesterol-free fat substitute. All right, it was introduced in 1990, but Olestra causes very unpleasant digestive reactions like diarrhea and leaky bowels. I think I saw a commercial the other day that there was a drug that one of the side effects was leaky bowels. Weird, huh? I wonder if it's got Olestra in it. Now, both, the, both Canada and the United Kingdom have banned this ingredient. It also can, re oh, this is my favorite. Consuming a lot of Olestra can result in deficiencies in fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, K, as well as carotenoids. You know, carotenoids are really good for your eyes and for your immune system. But Olestra causes deficiencies in your body and makes it impossible for your body to digest these vitamins correctly. 
And then the last one is synthetic hormones. And I believe this is one of the things that's happening in our country that's causing so much in the rise of trans people. Synthetic hormones such as RBGH and RBST are widely used in the U.S. dairy industry. The reason why is it increases milk production in dairy cows. However, it can increase the risk of developing cancer and increase hormonal levels to unnatural levels. So I hope this is explained to you that the danger of eating apparently in the U.S. is they still allow so many chemicals that Europe doesn't allow anymore. Now, what can you do to fight against this? All right. There are very specific things you can do. And number one, I think I should have made it pretty clear. Read the labels. Read the labels. If any of the ingredients I mentioned are, uh, are in those labels, do not buy that food. Once enough food is not consumed with all these bad chemicals, the big food and big pharma will realize they're going to lose money if they continue to use these harmful products in our food. Number two is eat minimally processed, or even better, whole organic foods. Now, be careful, okay? When you read the labels, especially in produce, if anything starts with a nine, okay, and it's usually a five-digit product number, that is organic, okay? That is good and the healthiest possible that you can get. If you have anything that starts with a four, it's a possibility it's genetically modified. All right. If you have anything that starts with a three, do not eat it. Period. Do not buy any produce that has a product code that starts with a three. Because things that start with a three, there are no restrictions on, there is no cleaning of insecticides or herbicides. They are genetically modified and all kinds of chemical enhancers to make them look brighter and more appealing than they are. And if you, by chance, can't buy anything but food labels that, have, that start with a three, then buy some of the vegetable and fruit washes that you can buy, that you can uh, rinse off your vegetables and get all those herbicides and chemicals all off the outer edge of it. There are still going to be some inside, but it won't be as bad as what is on the outside. The next thing you can do is cook at home as much as you can. This way you have control over what you're eating. You don't know what all they're putting in those foods when you just go through that fast food line and order your Big Mac and whatever and your, your uh, Whopper or whatever the other things are, or Wendy's Square Burgers, whatever. It, you have no idea what, what all is in, those, in that food you are consuming. There are so many ingredients they're not telling you about. And that is because, like I said, there is a direct connection between our government, Big Pharma, and Big Food. And they all want to be profitable. And they, neither one of those industries cares about you. Another thing you can do is do not buy anything that is genetically modified, period. Look at the ingredients 
And if it says GMO on it or genetically modified organism, do not buy it. And then sign petitions and get out and talk about this. We need to change this in the U.S. The U.S. is still allowing too many harmful chemicals in our food, and it needs to stop. Another major problem that's happening in our country is big pharma basically incentivizing our doctors to diagnose certain patients with certain diseases that would require a new drug coming out onto the market that they want to promote. No, I do not believe that Big Pharma is doing things to help more than they are to hurt. Big Pharma is only concerned about profit. And I know there are drugs that are very good and that they develop that help people with certain conditions. But I also believe that they are pushing drugs because they want to make money with certain drugs. And there is a major problem. 440,000 patients died from medical mistakes. That's in one year. You know, uh, heart disease and cancer is still the number one killer in our country. But number three is medical mistakes. And I believe some of these medical mistakes are because Big Pharma is pushing drugs to our doctors so they can make money rather than diagnosing correctly. So what I'm telling you right now is when you go to a doctor and they diagnose you with something, always get a second opinion. And then when you go to the first doctor, go back to the first doctor after you get the second opinion, you say, okay, I had some questions. So I went to another doctor and they diagnosed me with this. How are you right and they're wrong? It's really necessary for us to start doing this. Start questioning everything. All righty. Before moving on, I want to tell you about a product that isn't full of chemicals and isn't bad for you. And that is my toothpaste. <laughs> AP24 by New Skin. Absolutely amazing. You, it comes in the fluoridated and non-fluoridated version. I brush with the non-fluoridated version because I believe fluoride is not good. I'll talk about that maybe later. But it's such an amazing product. You, drush, you brush your teeth morning and night with a dry toothbrush one time, or you can do it both. Uh, and you can wet the toothbrush if, you, if that is something really odd to you. But when you do it with a dry toothbrush, it actually gives more polishing action. And you'll notice a difference in the whiteness of your teeth after certain amount of uses. You can actually take pictures of your teeth before you start, a week after, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and you'll notice your teeth are gradually getting whiter. So it's an amazing product. Your teeth feel completely polished. If you want to find out more about that, go to twdbark.mynewskin.com. That's twdbark.mynewskin.com. Oh, and just to go a little bit on that little thing I just did in the advertisement, fluoride. I believe fluoride actually weakens your enamel. I believe fluoride was introduced into our 
prod into our toothpaste to weaken the enamel of the teeth and make you more susceptible to cavities so that the dentist industry can be profitable. Of course, this is me now. I'm, I'm literally questioning everything, and I'm, I'm telling you all to do the same thing. Question everything. Don't believe anything. Because there is so many agenda-driven propaganda out there, it's almost impossible to figure out what's true and what's not. And you know what? The left is doing this on purpose. Listen to Barack Obama, President, former President Barack Obama, talking about why we're doing this. Understand, it's not necessary for people to believe this information in order to weaken democratic institutions. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, plant enough conspiracy theorizing that citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, in each other, in the possibility of truth, the game's won. Okay. Did you understand that? That they're purposefully flooding the public square with a variety of information that is not true. Or it may have truth in it, but there's so much disparity in what one side is saying and the other side is saying that no one knows what to believe anymore. We're at that point here in this country. No one knows what to believe anymore. And it's all on purpose. Remember, if you go back to Yuri Bezmenov and his speech talking about the multi-step plan to demoralize, desensitize, and destroy the U.S. from inside, and Sololinsky's Eight Steps to Socialism, and Cloward and Piven's process of destroying the economy of our country and forcing everyone to accept and want a universal standard income. All of these things are being done on purpose. And like President Obama said, I don't know where this was at, but it's basically speaking the silent part out loud. He must have been speaking to an a audience of insiders the, that are trying to all do the same thing and take over power and control. But he said the silent part out loud. They're doing this on purpose. They're flooding the marketplace with so much misinformation, people won't know who to believe anymore. They won't know who to trust anymore. And that's why I always tell people, if you believe or disagree or anything with my podcast, don't hesitate to write me. And if you find that anything I've said you can prove is wrong or have a really good argument, I'll read it on my podcast. And I won't use your name because I respect everybody's privacy. So if you want to do that, write me, Drew at thewatchdogsbark.com. You know, there's something else that happened in Europe that Europe stopped, but America kept pushing. And to me, it's the most disturbing proof that we have a real problem here in America with how much control the government has and how much corporations have sway over our government. There's a movie you should watch on Rumble. 
Okay. And by the way, I have deleted my account on YouTube. So you can no longer find my videos on YouTube because they kept censoring. And believe me, the person they have in charge of their content moderation at YouTube is, um, let's just say, a unique person with blue hair, makeup and lipstick, and a beard. I'll just leave it at that. But this movie that you need to watch on Rumble is called Shot Dead. It is now known worldwide that the vaccine for COVID was very deadly. That's all I'm going to say. The people at Pfizer and the CDC ignore or didn't ignore, but hid the fact that a lot of people died after they started giving these vaccines. And so many so, the European countries stopped giving these vaccines to children because they're, they were getting too many uh, young deaths, young cardiac arrests that had no other explanation, but it was a few days after they got the, the shot for a vaccine. And we have never used spike proteins and mRNA technology for vaccines before. Many people are now actually not even calling these shots vaccines. They were gene therapy. Now, what the CDC and Pfizer and all this, the FDA, what they're not telling you is that usually when they introduce a new vaccine and they're studying it in the lab before they release it to the public, a certain amount of deaths are tolerated in scientific research. But once a threshold is met, like 50 or 100, I think is what it is. I don't know exactly what the number is, but once a certain amount of people die from this vaccine or therapy or drug or whatever, then that study is stopped right then. And they went beyond that threshold with this time. 1,500 people died by February of 21 from the vaccine. Now, the number is actually quite a bit higher than that, but that's not confirmed. 1,500 people dying after getting the vaccine is confirmed. And I have a lot of people say, well, there was 70-something million that, you know, so that's a, that's a low threshold. But yes, the drug companies broke their own rules, though, with this vaccine. They went beyond the threshold of tolerance of how many deaths were supposed to be tolerated. And now it's way more. This story, Shot Dead, is a sad, sad story, a heartbreaking story of children who have died after receiving the COVID shots. Parents are trying to pick up the pieces and, and, and uh, figure out what happened. And basically, there's, there's a, woman, a girl named Trista. She was a healthy 18-year-old getting ready for college. And uh, she got her COVID shot. And immediately, her health started to decline. And she died three months later. Uh, the way her family describes it, she woke up that morning and was com uh, the, the, the next morning after getting the COVID shot and was complaining of not being able to breathe and that her whole body hurt all over. Uh, but, 
you know, she was a tough girl and she trained hard, you know, uh, she was getting ready to run in college and she thought she was just going to lay back down and see if she could feel better. And then later when her sister tried to wake her up, she wouldn't wake up. All right. So the Oklahoma medical examiner's office, uh, basically listed the cause of death as pulmonary emboli, acidosis, respiratory failure, renal failure, cardiac right ventricular failure, early myocardial infarction, gastrointestinal hemorrhage, and multiple additional maladies that were present at the time of her death. So her death was concluded to be undetermined. Another case, Ernesto Ramirez, 16-year-old, died five days after receiving Pfizer's COVID-19 shot. He had gone out to play basketball with his friends and collapsed running across the parking lot. Never recovered. He was diagnosed with what's called reentrant arrhythmia or ventricular tachycardia. Uh, ventricular tachycardia is, happens very fast. The only thing that could have saved him was a defibrillator that would have shocked his heart back into a regular rhythm. We need to stop demanding that children get the vaccine. This vaccine is more deadly to children than helpful. There are now over 200 peer-reviewed papers on the fatality and the non-fatal myocarditis that causes severe injury. Um, this, this is out of control. There are more cardiovascular disease in young children now, heart attacks, ischemic stoke, strokes, blood clots. Blood clots are everywhere. I'm, I'm here. I'm reading stories about people working in the medical profession where someone comes in bleeding from an injury or during surgery or something, and there's a very large amount of blood clots that were not there before. One of the problems for the children that don't die after the COVID shot is a long-term problem where you actually get scar tissue on the heart after myocarditis and the heart shrinks back to normal. Myocarditis is the swelling of the heart and the outer edge of the heart. And once that is treated and the heart returns back to normal, many children have scar tissue on their heart and that can cause problems later on in life. Now, the reason why we know this is due to the vaccine is that the spike in young deaths actually peaked in the third quarter of 2021 when COVID deaths were actually very low. So that's how they know this, is, this was caused by the vaccine, not by COVID. Another sad thing that spiked was stillbirths. Women that got the vaccine in their first trimester and carried the baby until when they delivered it and it was stillborn. Uh, this has actually, sadly, happened to many people working in the healthcare industry that were forced to get the vaccine, even though they were pregnant, to keep their jobs. One of the cases was a mother by the name of Tori, and her baby, Naomi, died 11 hours after birth. Some of the things that were caused by the vaccine were congenital diaphragmatic hernia and a short umbilical cord, and that contributed to the baby's death. And those who have done the autopsy 
on the baby and everything have come to a conclusion that absolutely, yes, the vaccine caused inflammation that caused the malformation of the umbilical cord and the congenital diaphragmatic hernia. So my friends, we need to stop all of this. We need to stop big pharma, big food, and government from being focused on profit and power and control and get them back to being companies and our government that serve the people. That their main business model is to help the public, not make money at all costs. And shame on those companies that demanded, and shame on the military, and shame on our government that demanded people get the vaccine or lose their job. Because we now know the vaccines were not as effective as they were supposed to be. They did not stop the spread. They did not stop the severity. They sometimes reduced the severity. But a vaccine's main purpose is to stop the spread of that disease. And when they discovered very, very early on that those who got the vaccine were still getting COVID and spreading COVID. As a matter of fact, I would say those who got the vaccine made it easier for themselves to get COVID because they've already introduced part of that vaccine into their body making it more susceptible to the disease when it hit them. Because you hear all over the place, people, oh yeah, I I got COVID. Yeah, I had all the shots. You know, I got my shots and boosters and oh, I just got COVID, you know, but thank goodness I have the shot because it would, it's much less than it would have been, you know, much more, much less severe. And I even question that. As a matter of fact, I question whether had we done anything if things wouldn't have been better. Because for what you don't know is at the same time COVID deaths and hospitalizations and and cases spiked worldwide, the flu was flatlined. Huh, nobody was getting the flu while COVID was spreading. That's really strange. COVID just flatlined. Well, we now know that the PCR test you know, the, the spit test that I had to do many times to go on movie sets and stuff. But that's, that test, that PCR test could not recognize the difference between COVID and the flu. That is why the PCR test came up with 65% false positives. Can we live with that? That a test was 65% wrong? How can we even say that that was acceptable? But we did because they used fear to control you. And let me tell you right now, well, let me share with you right now my belief that this was a test. This was a test to see how much control and power those who want that control and power worldwide, those who want the global government, all the global monetary system, those that want all these things and want that power control, this was a test to see how many people would comply because they were afraid. And they found out 
very clearly, a lot of people would do that. We lost America in parts during this COVID because people were so scared they gave up their rights. And that is what those that want that power and control were ecstatic about. Now they're trying to push climate change the same way. And I'm telling you right now, you have nothing to fear about climate change. Do you know how I know this? How many of these billionaires that are telling us that we have to switch to renewables or we, the planet will die or the, the oceans will rise 20 feet, the polar ice caps will melt, every single one of these billionaires touting this have oceanfront property. Why would they have oceanfront property if they think it'll all be wiped away when the polar ice caps melt and the, the seas rise 20 feet? It'll never happen. Do you know how many climate change alarmist predictions have come true? Not one. Not one. It is only about power and control. It has nothing to do with saving this planet which God created and those that think that they can do more than God in cleaning the atmosphere. That's hubris. And that is a God complex. And I talked about that in a previous con, uh, podcast. All right. So everybody stop believing everything right up, right up front. Question everything. Do your research. Because more and more and more people are just relying on hearing stuff on social media and spreading it and believing it instantly if it came from their trusted news source. And I do that in air quotes. Everybody has their trusted news source. Well, I promise you, your trusted news source has an agenda. It has nothing to do with the truth anymore. It's all agenda-driven propaganda, as I said in the beginning of this podcast. Okay, a couple quick things I want to talk about. Number one is there is no transparency at all in this administration. How do I know that? Well, let's look what happened to Lloyd Austin, okay, our defense secretary. He went into the hospital for what he told everyone was an elective procedure. And that procedure was done. And then he had complications and had to go back in the hospital. And he was in the hospital for the first time for three days. And at that time, the assistant to the defense secretary was on vacation in Puerto Rico. And at that time, another person in the office was doing something, nothing related. So for like two to three days, 2.4 million military personnel, men and women, were without a leader. Lloyd Austin oversees the entire military, the Pentagon and the entire military. And he was, for lack of better word, AWOL. And the president of the United States, the chief, <laughs> the commander in chief, wasn't notified. And now Lloyd Austin is still in the hospital two weeks later, apparently running things that are going in 
these attacks in uh, Yemen, you know, going after the Houthis. He's doing it from a laptop in his hospital bed. And do you know what that elective procedure was? Minimally evasive, invasive procedure? Prostate cancer. Now, thank goodness they caught it early. And I wish Lloyd Austin, Secretary Lloyd Austin, a complete and full recovery very quickly. But the chain of command was broken. Completely broken. And for three days, they kept all of this hidden from the public. But you know who probably knew this was all going on? Our enemies. Our enemies comment very regularly how broken the U.S. is. And you know what? While Lloyd Austin was in the hospital and no one was notified, they're right. So again, President Biden and senior, all senior officials were not aware of Lloyd Austin being hospitalized and his cancer diagnosis. They didn't even know about his cancer diagnosis until three days after he was admitted. So who, who was running things? Who was the head of our military? If something, heaven forbid, would have happened and we would have had to push a button or make a phone call at 3 a.m., who would have done that? Who would have been on top of all of this? We don't know. All right, a couple of other things. Uh, I saw this video, and I, I, I can't even tell you how angry it made me. There is a very disturbing video on Instagram of a trans woman, otherwise known as a man dressing as a woman, stripping in a public gazebo in front of a whole bunch of children. And the parents and teachers are out on the uh, outskirts, and I don't know if this was teachers or not, but parents for sure are out on the outskirts by the fence and stuff, laughing and giggling and thinking this is just wonderful. To me, these parents and teachers, if this was a school function, should be arrested and charged with child abuse and neglect for not protecting their children from this pedophile who was stripping in front of them, these children. And this performer, I say in air quotes, otherwise known as a pedophile, should be arrested and charged with public indecency and put on the national sex offenders list. This is getting out of control. Why are we letting children watch strip shows? I know why. Everybody needs to wake up. This is all part of the plan to sexualize and demoralize and desensitize children. Get them away from their parents' influence. Break them mentally to where they have no idea who they are. So the government can raise them. Let me give you an example of how confused someone can get when they have no idea. They have no moral compass in their life. Listen to this define my gender but it's really hard in 60 seconds it's not that difficult so i'm going to talk really fast <laughs> i'm gender fluid and here's how that works for me oh boy here we go most of the time i'm one of two like modes or mindsets you sound crazy most of the time i am this weird amalgamation of like genders and vibes and essence and just being that makes no sense that i literally cannot define i don't know you're just gonna have to take my word for it i don't think so it's like the universe. It's like ever flowing. There's like 
sparkles. Sparkle, sparkles. And it's just like, it, it changes over time and it moves through each other and it's never, it's never one thing. No, you're just making up words. Other, like, majority of the time, I'm just a void. Like, there's nothing there. You don't say. But then every once in a while, I don't know where it comes from, but I'll just be thrust back into a binary. I'll just be sitting there chilling, enjoying my life, and then all of a sudden I'm a man? Incorrect. Or a woman? Since when? Since always. Now, this video on Instagram is getting a whole lot of laughs. And at first, I laughed too. But then I sat back and I thought, I am just heartbroken that someone is this confused and lacks any kind of direction in their life. They have no moral compass. They don't understand basic biology. They don't understand that they can't entertain every whim and idea that comes through their head as a reality. That's what's happening. There's, when she says all around the universe and the sparkles and the I don't understand, and then she can't explain it, but she's all of a sudden thrust back into a binary world where she's either a man or a woman. That's because your brain is fighting you trying to get you to understand logic and reasoning. There are only two genders. There are not multiple, multiples of genders. There is not a, gender is not a social construct. It is a biological fact. XXXY. That's it. Period. Even those that are born with both genitalia, they're called hermaphrodites, their DNA is only one DNA. They may have been born with two sets of genitalia, but when you go and pull blood or do the swab in the cheek or anything and do a DNA test, it will come back either male or female. So all of this craziness with gender identity and, and trans this and trans that and... I don't know all the different ways people identify themselves, but when it comes to gender, you're male or female. And the reason why there's so much confusion is because those that want power and control, those that want to demoralize, desensitize, and destroy the U.S., have interjected these ideas into their heads because these young people today, especially the one that just talked with her aqua hair and her weird makeup, okay, even they spend all of their time on social media and are trying to self-diagnose. And those who have control of the content on our social media like I told you, the blue-haired, uh, bearded, lipstick makeup guy that's in charge of the content on YouTube, they're controlling the content you see. They're purposefully raising the view rates and algorithms of certain insane videos so children will watch it and get confused. It's time to wake up, people. And sadly, the last thing I want to talk about is American children and Americans are not being treated well as well as 
illegal immigrants. Our government, this administration, is treating illegal immigrants better than American kids. How do I know this? In New York, children were kicked out of their own school so it can house illegal immigrants during the cold temperatures. And if that's not bad enough, Maine now has rent-free apartments for illegal immigrants that they can stay in to they can stay in for free up to 2 years, paid for by our tax dollars. Anybody out there been offered free rent for 2 years to go stay in an apartment? Nope. You're taxed. We're triple taxed on all of our taxes. We're, we pay an income tax, we pay a sales tax, and then we pay property taxes, and we pay capital gains taxes, and all these things. Our money is triple taxed. And what is that going to? That's going to offer free housing for illegal immigrants and kicking them out of schools so illegal immigrants can come in and be warm with the cold temperatures. So where is the priority? With U.S. citizens or with illegal immigrants? All right, this time I want to leave you with a fun positive message that's actually very funny. It's a message about how nothing happens when someone gets offended. Everybody thinks they have the right to not be offended, and this comedian pretty much nails it on the head. Listen to this. Political correctness is the oppression of our intellectual movement, so no one says anything anymore in case somebody else gets offended. <laughs> what happens if you say that and someone gets offended? <laughs> well, they can be offended. <laughs> What's wrong with being offended? Exactly. When did sticks and stones may break my bones stop being relevant? <laughs> Isn't that what you teach children, for God's sake? That's what you teach toddlers. He called me an idiot. Don't worry about him. He's a dick. <laughs> They have adults going, I was offended, I was offended, and I have rights. <laughs> well, so what? Be offended. Nothing happens. <laughs> You're an adult. Grow up. Deal with it. <laughs> I was offended. I don't care. Nothing happens when you're offended. There's nothing. I, I went to the comedy show and, and the comedian said something about the Lord and, and I was offended. And when I woke up in the morning, I had leprosy. <laughs> nothing happens. I want to live in a democracy, but I never want to be offended again. <laughs> well, you're an idiot. <laughs> How do you make a law about offending people? How do you make it an offense to offend people? Being offended is subjective. That has everything to do with you as an individual or a collective or a group or a society or a community, your moral conditioning, your religious beliefs. What offends me may not offend you. And you want to make laws about this? I'm offended when I see boy bands, for God's sake. <laughs> Just like he said, you can be offended and nothing happens. And no, no one has a right to not be offended. Sorry, there is no statement in the Constitution that says that freedom of speech only applies if you're not being offensive. No, that's not true at all. And I love this guy saying that, you know, can you imagine what's offensive to one may not be offensive to another. So how are we going to determine what's offensive to everyone and what everyone needs to adhere to? That's the insanity of those who are trying to censor free speech. All right. All right. That's the lesson and fun 
I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you laughed as much as I did. When, first, when I listened to that, I'm like, I loved it. And I listened to it like five times in a row because it's hilarious. It's so true. So what? Be offended. <laughs> Nothing happens. You know, you don't have a right to not be offended. So just remember that and speak your truth as I'm trying to do. And if you disagree or agree with anything I've said, and you want to tell me what a great job I'm doing or tell me what a dick I am, I don't care. <laughs> Write me, Drew at the watchdogsbark.com. And until next time, create an amazing day. And please help me relay the bark. That means tell everyone about this podcast. Keep relaying the bark. Okay, thanks.